Welcome to African Insight, a weekly program that focuses on infrastructure projects across the African continent. Have they lived up to their promises? Who will benefit? How and more? All here on African Insight. Welcome to African Insight, a weekly show that critically scrutinizes infrastructure-related projects and African development issues on the African continent without fear or favor, with a view to paving a new way for African economies. And today we are in the West African region, not in Nigeria, the leading economy, but in Ivory Coast or Cote d'Ivoire, if you like dubbed the second leading economy in West Africa. Are we done yet with prospecting for the money belt in West Africa? No, we are not. We want to know how Cote d'Ivoire funds its infrastructure, who invests what and who gets what. Joining us on the show to help analyze these facts and more are Labas Bamba, a financial consultant, and Lasina Mamadou Sise, the president of the National Committee for Ivory Coast at Foundation Siri. Labus and Lasina, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Derek, for inviting me to this show. Hi, Derek. Thank you so much, you know, for having me uh, at this show today. Um, you know, my name is Labas Bamba. And uh, I'm a finance expert who is based in West Africa, in Abidjan. Labas, to start with you, what is the state of financing of infrastructure projects in Cote d'Ivoire? How often, how effective, which infrastructure forms are prioritized and why? Okay, Derek. Uh, thank you for uh, these these interesting questions you just asked me. Uh, the the infrastructure actually development, okay, have you know have been I will say increasing uh, tremendously, okay. Before that, of course, you know if you look at Ivory Coast, you know for actually for you know for the past I will say thirty to forty years. Uh, the first 20 years, you know, of uh, of uh, of that sector, which means from the, the independence of Iricos from 1960 to I will say the 80s, you know, uh, you had also, you know, some very very I will say um, uh, high development of the infrastructure, you know, uh, in in the country. Okay, and so far uh, in terms of like uh, financing this infrastructure, I will say. If I take the infrastructure uh, mm-hmm. sectors, okay, um, I will say the, the 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 development program that has been that has been put, you know, by the government uh, has been financed at the at the at the percentage of like around maybe to forty to forty five percent, which means that um, there is, I mean, you know, the the. Um, the sector actually, um, uh, we we watch some tremendous uh, development in the sector, but there is a lot of you know there is a lot of I would say there is a lot to do, 
Okay, there's a lot to do. Thank you for that. Lasina. During the 90s, Africa's made great strides in infrastructure. Today, the country has large national networks in the road, energy, and ICT sectors, and its public services have relatively high household coverage rates. Mm -hmm. However, the crisis that erupted in the mid 2000s caused the country to regress. There has been little investment over the past 15 years, which has resulted in recent power shortages, deterioration of the road network, and soaring progress in water access. For African countries, especially the Ivory Coast, which aspire to emergence, one of the challenges to be met is that of the increasing long-term financing, which by facilitating long-term investment is the basis of sustainable development. Mm -hmm. The development of strategic infrastructure occupies a permanent place in the strategy aimed at the emergence of Ivory Coast. Labas, what do you understand by the Africa long-term financing in relation to infrastructure in Cote d'Ivoire? Is the initiative bankable? How will it impact the lives of ordinary people? This is a very interesting question. I mean, these are very interesting questions. The financing gap is huge and it's increasing, okay? But maybe just to give you, uh, you know, I would say, uh, more detail about uh, you know that financing gap uh, you know uh, the sectors you know the, the I mean the Af Africa infrastructure deficit is really 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 um, increasing okay and the sectors that are that are touched by these deficits are ICT mm -hmm. which is technology Okay, technology, uh, which is, I mean, the sector, you know, who is relevant to uh, technology, uh, satellite, and, you know, and so on. And as you know, and uh, as you know, as you probably know, uh, this, uh, this sector is really, I would say, um, important. I would say, I would, I would, I would even say uh, necessary, okay, for the common people. Because, you know, when you, when you talk about... Um, ICT, you know, you talk about uh, mobile, okay, uh, right now uh, the, the, the penetration rate in Ivory Coast, you know, for mobile is like over 100%, which means that in Ivory Coast, common people basically uh, are, are, are ahead of, uh, I would say, uh, the, 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 digit, the digital, uh, I would say, use of, 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 of mobile, because now, you know, people uh, do transfer with mobile and stuff like that. That means infrastructure mm -hmm. pertaining, you know, to, you know, to, to I mean, to everything, uh, you know, relevant to I ICT is completely, uh, I would say, uh, you know, uh, necessary for the, you know, for, uh, for our economy in agriculture. Lasina. I can say that by long-term financing of Africa in relation to infrastructure in the Ivory Coast, we mean the resources intending to finance sustainable jobs, in particular the construction of roads, railways, mm -hmm. airports, ports. The creation of infrastructure will benefit the population insofar as it will facilitate access to subsistence resources and uh, 
facilitate travel. Where does most of Cote d'Ivoire's infrastructure capital come from? What risk does the country face in having such financial sources? How can Cote d'Ivoire domestically mobilize capital for its infrastructure? Labus. Infrastructure funding is, uh, I will say, is, uh, is a major problematic that, uh, that African continents face as a whole. So does Cote d'Ivoire. Um, if you know, if we look at the you know the data, okay. If we look at the data, uh, you have uh, uh, you have uh, the what we call the infrastructure, you know, consortium for Africa, okay, mm-hmm. which is basically a body. Uh, it's a body that uh, that is being uh, you know created. Uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, in 2005. Okay, and that body actually, uh, the, the the that body or we'll say consortium, you know, was created basically uh, to help you know African continent, uh, you know, find uh, you know uh, funding you know for their infrastructure projects. Okay, uh, you know, ICA, I mean, ICA, you know, play a major role, you know, in. Uh, in uh, in um, in basically uh, you know I will say finding sources you know for infrastructure you know in in Ivory Coast and other uh, countries in Africa, okay. Um, today, okay, and just you know to give you uh, some you know information to you and also your audiences, mm-hmm. ICM basically members you know uh, include um, you know I will say. Uh, European countries, you know, like Japan, Italy, uh, you know, Great Britain, you know, also South Africa, you know, for, uh, you know, for Africa, and it, it was actually, um, I will say, uh, I mean, it is being, uh, um, it is being um, uh, coordinated. I mean, the coordination of that consortium, mm-hmm. consortium is being, uh, you know, uh, managed by the African Development Bank. Lassina? Uh, to finance the infrastructure project, several African countries have issued ad currency debts securities for development partners or euro bonds. These uh, instruments increase debt and restrict future capital investment, especially if these funds are not used judiciously for investment projects that increase the country's production capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the national level, African countries can use other means to increase their financing without compromising development and implementation, asking service users to contribute more using the fund pension, in fact, but also public savings. Labus, describe the challenges faced in sourcing funding for infrastructure projects what aspects of a project do investors look at? Most of the time, and I've been involved in, uh, in, uh, in several infrastructure projects here in Ivory Coast and in some other countries in Africa. Uh, when you, you, know, you, are busy, you are structuring an infrastructure project and you go 
uh, you know, uh, for funding, you know, and you go to negotiate with like uh, investors, uh, it could be a DFI, commercial bank, depending. Uh, most of the time, if you know, I'm talking about uh, that typical investor, which is DFI. Mm-hmm. Uh, the challenge that uh, that has been faced most of the time is the perceived risk of uh, of uh, of uh, of what the, the institutional investor is really is really ha- is really having. Okay, uh, I think um, in Africa, unfortunately, uh, that perceived risk, even though of course you know uh, now. Uh, you know, most of the countries in Africa now uh, getting uh, credit rating, of course, you know, from uh, from you know the major, I will say, you know, notation agency in the world. But uh, still, uh, I think there's like a you know a perceived risk from institutional investors mm-hmm. that could be gazed. The second challenge that uh, that that is being faced is um, you know uh, the maturity. That is being really, I will say, um, that is being given, okay, for these infrastructure projects. Uh, and again, uh, for DFI and commercial bank, uh, you know, uh, of course, that maturity uh, is, uh, I know, uh, I mean, are not the same, uh, okay, but uh, it's a challenge most of the time because. Um, Depending on the sectors where mm-hmm. that infrastructure project will uh, uh, will be, uh, you know, will be uh, will be in, uh, the, the, the the maturity could be a very, you know, could be a challenge. Lasina, there are two major challenges in obtaining financing for infrastructure projects, namely the question of return and that of risk. The issue of infrastructure performance is the major challenge encountered in the search for funding for infrastructure projects. Indeed, infrastructures constitute assets whose lifespan is counted in decades or even centuries for some of them, Mm -hmm. and whose value is generally indexed by inflation. As such, they lend themselves well to financing based on a significant leverage effect but it is also characterized by the difficulty for the manufacturer to capture all the benefits by high risk in the development phase and by the maturity of the assets greater than that of debt. Not all the gains generated by the infrastructure can be appropriated by its owner. Even if the latter enjoys local, national monopoly on the provision of the service. Mm -hmm. Regarding the the risk of the infrastructure project, it is important to know that the condition for financing the infrastructure depends on the degree of maturity of the project. The construction and ramp-up phase is a phase of high risk which can only be assumed by public entities or large corporate companies having the capacity to carry a project. Investors in infrastructure projects seek above all to maximize mm-hmm. the profitability of their investment. What risks do banks and other financial institutions face in funding infrastructure projects? 
looking at the work done in the past and currently, where do you see Cote d'Ivoire in the next 20 to 30 years? Labas. Uh, I mean, most of the, I mean, the risks are pretty much the same, but depending on the, on the type of investors, uh, it will be more, I would say, it will be stronger uh, stronger for you know for for some type of investor or you know depending uh, if you are like a DFI or you are a commercial bank okay but uh, the 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 major risks the major risk uh, are really uh, good governance okay good governance in the country mm-hmm. a good signature of the country uh, I would say credit rating. Uh, you know, good credit rating of the country, uh, solid legal environment, solid legal institutional environment. Uh, now, if you are, uh, if you are uh, a DFI, okay, if you are a DFI, uh, um, you know, the these risks, of course, are the same. But sometimes, you know, and for some in some uh, some infrastructure projects, mm-hmm. you know, we have seen that uh, government can extend uh, a sovereign guarantee. Okay, uh, that's what I mean. That means that most some, I mean most of the time, or you know, I would say eighty um, percent of the time, uh, these risks are really I would say. Uh, mitigate through, uh, you know, uh, the sovereign guarantee, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, for a country who has um, good credit rating and good governance and stuff like that. Lassina. To assess the attractiveness of infrastructure projects and programs in Africa, public and private investors use a set of key parameters and criteria. They are particularly concerned with the level of perceived risk and the means to mitigate them. Mm-hmm. The severity varies by country and sector. The issues concern all aspects of project planning, development, and implementation. So the cash flows generated by the projects are at the heart of any financing plan, and the availability of this cash is determining risk factor for the adoption of any investment proposal. Infrastructure investment can provide relatively stable cash flow over a long period. Mm-hmm. We can talk about capacities at national level, governance, infrastructure planning, funds and financing, counterparty risk, country and sector risk, project development and management, procurement, uh-huh. and uh, it's all. Labus. Which industries directly benefit from the financing of road and energy infrastructure and in what proportions? Uh, I will say you have uh, several industries that are directly benefiting you know, from the financing of road and energy infrastructure. Uh, you know, for the road financing, definitely you have you know, uh, transportation. Okay, transportation. Who you know who, who definitely uh, benefiting you know for uh, you know from you know from road financing you know from uh, you know from these infrastructure projects. Uh, 
you also have you know uh, beside transportation uh, you uh -huh. also have um, everything pertaining uh, to uh, agriculture okay and why just because you know um, uh, by having you know these infrastructure projects that, that are being realized uh, you know um, i would say uh, villagers you know are able you know to uh, to logistically you know go from point a to point b and uh -huh. sell the products okay that means uh, you know agriculture is also a sector that is being benefiting Uh, from uh, you know from uh, road financing okay lasina of the total funding commitment of 62.5 billion dollars made in 2016 the transport sector once again received the largest share with 24.5 billion dollars of total commitments also this figure is down for 32.4 billion recorded the previous year. The energy sector received 20 billion dollars uh -huh. or 32% of total commitments, while the water sector with 10.5 billion dollars received just over one-sixth of the total. Funding for ICT infrastructure was reduced to 1.6 billion dollars in 2016 while multi-sectoral projects received 2.8 billion dollars the remaining of 2.7 billion dollars which hasn't been uh, classified in any sector include national government capital expenditures allocated uh -huh. to at least two of the infrastructure sector defined by the ICA and funding commitment that also cover non-ICA sectors For example, a Chinese commitment of $476 million for the deep water port of Kribi, the work hydraulic, uh -huh. electric power station, and a new parliament building in Cameroon. Labas have investments in new forms of energy worked for investors. What is Cote d'Ivoire's energy mix like? And Where is it lacking in attracting capital and maintaining financial capacity? I would say definitely yes. Uh, actually, uh, you know, I did personally work uh, in, uh, in on, a, on a couple of them. Okay, uh, one of them is uh, is uh, you know power plant. Uh, the, the energy sector is really, uh, I would say, well uh, well uh, controlled. Okay. Uh, it is it is really well controlled uh, through I will say robust uh, through some robust guidelines that mm -hmm. investors can uh, can uh, can take at advantage on okay um, and uh, just to give you you know some uh, some information uh, it is basically uh, I mean the, the the most important thing is. Uh, To get uh, to to sign a PPA contract, which is basically, um, a, um, which is called a power purchase agreement, okay, that is being signed by uh, investors with the government, uh, where the government uh, basically uh, uh, ensure that uh, all the energy that is mm -hmm. that will be produced will be you know will be bought by the government at uh, 
of course, at a price which is, which is, you know, which is negotiated by the investor with the government. And also, uh, the, the revenue generated is really, um, I mean, the, the revenue that is being generated from the sector is really, uh, is really being uh, disbursed to uh, the investors on a very, very clear, mm -hmm. I would say, um, clear uh, path. We are going to take a quick break and when we return, we shift our focus to youth and women development in ICT and digitization systems, SMEs and SMMEs and foreign direct investment. Join us after the break. This is African Insight on Channel Africa DSTV 802. Join me. Derek Mazarura as we journey through the structure beneath the structure northeast west south and central africa to find the project the meaning with the people for the people every wednesday mornings at 8 regional national sub national from morocco's north africa power transmission corridor to the eco villages in togo among many all here on African Insight, Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Labas and Lasina, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Derek, for welcoming me back. Thank you, Derek, for having me back. And if you're just joining us, we are focusing on infrastructure financing in Cote d'Ivoire. To carry on, Labas, what kind of financial structures do you think are put in place to support the development of youth and women in ICT and digitization systems? Are subsectors and lightweight industries benefiting, for instance, SMEs and SMMEs? Um, in Ivory Coast, um, you know, the, the, the current administration uh, put in place a fund uh, for youth and women, you know, and this fund actually uh, is being uh, is being managed by you know one of the ministers uh, in place right now, mm -hmm. and these funds basically uh, are in place, and the mission of that fund is to help youth and women basically uh, you know put together projects, you know, uh, like have you know get finance for their projects. Um, and actually, I think, uh, if I, I do recall, uh, you mm -hmm. know, the, the government actually funded uh, that fund uh, for like around 500 million francs CFA, okay? If I do recall correctly. Uh, for the digitalization system, um, there is no such like... Uh, uh, there is no such like a financial structure uh, in place, really, uh, mm -hmm. uh, from the public sector, you know, which is the current administration, uh, they, they, you know, they put together like an initiative uh, called uh, one, one, uh, one computer, uh, one, one student, okay, where basically you know, the financing uh, computer for, uh, you know, for students mm -hmm. in, in like remote areas of the countries. Uh, what they do is basically uh, they assemble uh, youth 
and we're trying to you know finance project that is really be relevant to the for you know is being relevant to uh, you know for I mean to uh, for for the for the system digitalization. Okay, we do that uh, like uh, every three months or you know and so so on. Uh, I know that uh, MTN, which is uh, the second mm-hmm. uh, second rank leader in Ivory Coast for the telecom, I mean in, in, the, in the mobile sector, does does the same thing. Uh, in terms of like uh, you know financial structure, which which is like banks, uh, you know bank, commercial bank, and stuff like that, uh, there is no such like um, uh, there is no such like um, uh, a dedicated system in place. But of course, you know, uh, the, 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 I mean, right now, depending, and also I have to say that uh, banks, commercial, and each commercial bank has its own strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It uh, has its own strategy, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, the, in terms of like financing uh, projects for youth and women. What kind of policies? govern the use of capital in the road, energy, and ICT sectors. Is this effective? What are the key challenges and how can they be combated? The, the institutional, actually, uh, I mean, the regulation, okay, uh, which are governing the use of capital in the road, energy, and ICT sectors are really, I would say, multiples, okay? For example, uh, for the road, okay, for the road, uh, the, the, the the administration, the government actually mm-hmm. uh, put together, uh, I would say, a specific use of capital for the road, where you have uh, different entity. Uh, on the top of the pyramid, you have the minister of equipment, okay, uh, which is uh, you know basically. Uh, the the administration that overseeing you know, all the all the system, you have um, a body called Lagedi. Okay, mm-hmm. Lagedi basically is a, is an entity. It's, it's a it's a it's a public body, which is really uh, I mean, whose mission is to uh, I will say uh, uh, you know I will say, analyze. Uh, you know, put together all the feasibility studies, uh, and you know, and put everything together basically to, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, to analyze, uh, you know, road projects. And also, they are responsible for the maintenance of the roads. Okay, you have also a body called BNET, B-N-T-E-D, okay, which is a technical body. Uh, for you know every road, every infrastructural road that is being uh, built in in Ivory Coast, uh, mm-hmm. that actually uh, that it's a bureau, it's an office actually. That office really uh, is uh, is is uh, is, rata- is attached you know to the prime minister actually office, and that uh, and that bureau actually uh, uh, intervene to many many projects not only the road but different type of projects mm-hmm. but you know for infrastructure road uh, projects they have engineers you know basically who are supposed to go uh, to like every type of invest infrastructure road that will be built and make sure that you know 
the data, you know, everything is uh, you know all together. And actually, uh, when the finance, when the financing of the road is being closed, uh, that entity is really uh, is really uh, is really being used by the government, you know, to make sure that uh, you know mm -hmm. the the. Uh, uh, to make sure that uh, the, the the infrastructure that that will be built will be built according to basically uh, the you know, the guideline that is being put together by the minister of of equipment. Labas, what roles do ECOWAS and WAP play in West Africa in mobilizing capital for infrastructure to foster regional emancipation? Is it possible to have one West Africa financial system governed by all Western states as a united body? Um, ECOWAS and WAP play um, very, I mean, play, I will say, critical role, you know, in West Africa. As far as ECOWAS, um, you know, you have, I mean, we have here, you know, um, a kind of like an entity which has been created, you know, uh, uh, by ECOWAS country, okay, which is called Project Preparation and Development Unit. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was created in 2011, and uh, that unit was created really to uh, mobilize capital, you know, for uh, regional infrastructure uh, and also, I mean, regional infrastructure projects. Were, strate were strategic, you know, for uh, ECOWAS countries, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, the aim of that unit is really, you know, to mobilize capital for, uh, I will say, integrated infrastructure projects between ECOWAS uh, countries, ECOWAS members, okay? Uh, and uh, this actually unit is really, uh, I will say, uh, uh, critical because uh, they are working, uh, you know, for uh, I mean, for with uh, with a state. I mean, member state from uh, from ECOWAS. Okay, uh, with I mean, mm -hmm. right now they have uh, a different uh, project on the in the pipeline. Uh, their missions really are uh, to uh, negotiate, uh, you know, concrete cooperation. Uh, to also uh, have some partnership, you know, agreement with uh, uh, some institution, okay, uh, to prepare, you know, uh, you know, all the mm -hmm. data for these integrated infrastructure, and also, you know, mobilize, I will say, development institution in West Africa, but also internationally around uh, these infrastructure projects, okay. Uh, as far as of WAP, okay, uh, basically uh, WAP, um, uh, like to have in the ECOWAS zone, like a unified electricity market, okay, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the, the mission really is to, uh, you know, to develop these type of infrastructure, like, uh, you know, for example, like, you know, power plant, like unified, I mean, a power plant project that will basically uh, integrate that that will integrate different mm -hmm. countries you know in the in the West African region Lasina 
the challenge of financing infrastructure is enormous in view of the size of the deficit, but also in view of the high cost of materials and the technologies required. This requires the mobilization of all necessary means, whether at the mm -hmm. domestic or international level, public or private. At the continental level, several studies have suggested mobilizing more resources by harnessing the income from raw materials to finance infrastructure. It is with this mind of ECOWAS launched the project to set up a fund to support infrastructure projects in the fields of energy and transport, called FODETE, which will be supplied by levies on certain exports mm -hmm. from raw materials. The studies have been completed and have already been technically validated. The political validation will be done in the coming weeks. At the level of countries and regional institutions, initiatives are also taken to face the challenges. And however, they are more or less successful mm -hmm. because our state must face many constraints in terms of development in all areas. Labus, in what capacities can PPPs and private companies like Power Africa and the insurance sector cover the risk involved in the power and energy business in order to attract investors and small businesses? Are these arrangements fair? The, the guarantee that uh, you know, Power Africa and maybe and also the insurance sector can provide, but I will say first, Power Africa will be to bring uh, you know, some type of like, uh, you know, uh, to extend some type of guarantee from, uh, you know, from uh, mm -hmm. like some, you know, from, uh, from a U.S. financial body. Like, um, you know, I'm thinking about like maybe, uh, you know, a guarantee that can be extended, you know, to investors, uh, you know, from, you know, U.S. US Exim Bank or maybe even from OPIC, okay? And that guarantee will be a kind of like a temporary guarantee, you know, to investors, you know, to make sure that uh, the project will be underway, and that temporary guarantee could be, at one point, you know, could be uh, mm -hmm. rollover to maybe like uh, a DFI or a commercial bank in the country where the project will be will be will be built. To what degree? Can Cote d'Ivoire open its markets for foreign direct investment? Do Cote d'Ivoire and Africa as a whole need foreign funding? Okay, uh, Derek, I can tell you, uh, you know, I can tell you uh, that um, definitely Cote d'Ivoire is, is wide open, okay, for foreign direct investment. Actually, you know, I can give you some data. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, you know, in 2019, okay, FDI, you know, reached in Cote d'Ivoire over 900 million US dollars. Okay, uh, it was up mm -hmm. of about a couple of uh, of about 300 million dollars because in 2018, you know, FDI was around 650 million dollars. Okay. Can remote areas be viewed as potential emerging markets? Do you think Africa 
has the capacity for industrialization in order to reduce imports and promote domestic growth? The first question about uh, you know uh, remote areas is really uh, it really depends uh, on where that remote areas you know uh, are, are geographically uh, mm -hmm. located. Okay. Now what we know for sure you know for all the countries in Africa mm -hmm. if you look at the rate of return that investors okay are getting in Africa there is no comparison at all okay about rate of return in Europe or in America there is no comparison at all okay which means that investors making more money by investing in Africa than any other place in the world right now okay mm -hmm. and I think that trend will go even and I think that that trend will go even higher okay as years goes because everything you know there's everything to be done in Africa okay but but by in by saying you know having having said that uh, mm -hmm. these remote areas really really need to be uh, to be positioned okay by the country itself uh -huh. as strategic for investors labas and lasina thank you for affording us your time thank you derek thank you derek for inviting me to this show it was a great pleasure for me Thank you very much. That marks the end of our appraisal of infrastructure financing in Ivory Coast. Or should we say, Ivory Coast just started on a journey to doing it the right way. Not following orders of a few mighty men who want things done their own way, but having the people's interests at heart. Africa has a heart to champion the cause for the development of its people. The big question is, are you part of that heartbeat, a heart that beats only for what is right? The sound of the African drum is doing things right. Join me again next week same time as we explore the structure beneath the structure right here on African Insight. My name is Derek Mazarura and it's bye for now. Yeah.